Welcome to this week's episode of Ocean Views. I am very excited to be here with our special guest today. Um, Lakshika, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? So, hi everyone. My name is Lakshika. I'm 17 years old from um, New Delhi, India. And uh, I don't deal with decision makers directly, but I have uh, talked to a lot of school administrators of various schools in Delhi. I have talked to various businesses. I have a little experience of all the approaches one can take um, to create change in the society. So that's me. Well, that sounds amazing. And I look forward to hearing about everything that you do and your insight. Um, how do you balance being in high school and also doing your activism work? Very honestly, I don't balance it at all. So it's like either I am um, working all the time or I'm studying all the time. So I have, I work on extremes. There is no balance in my life. So um, it'll either be, I actually divide my days. So I will study for school for four days and then I'll work for three days because I'm also volunteering and I'm a part of various other organizations. So there is like obviously a lot of workload. So I, um, I book Saturday, Sunday and Monday for all my work days. And then the remaining days are for school. And also like I have tests on Friday, so I had to ensure that Thursdays are especially when I'm studying and unless I want to fail, which I don't want to because there's uni next year. Yeah, it's definitely hard to balance everything, but it's so amazing like that you are able to do that because like work in this field is so important. Um, so how did you first get started in environmental activism? Um, it's actually not at all, how I started out was not at all related to how I felt about the environment. So I used to blog at this website um, that UNICEF started, it's called Voices of Youth. And back, I think two years back, it was 2019 January, that's when I started out. And I would, I've always been very interested in writing. So I would write about things such as perspective and why people get into conflicts and, you know, expressing yourself with art unconventional ways of expressing yourself and there is this tab there it's called opportunities and when you click on that there is usually only one thing that's you know you can become a UNICEF field reporter as a child something like that but then that particular day when I clicked on it it was it was totally coincidental it had nothing to do with how I wanted to be a UNICEF reporter but I clicked on it and there was this thing Ocean Heroes Bootcamp and I was like okay this sounds interesting let me let me check out what it is so I clicked on it and there were like about a paragraph or two written about it. This is what the camp is going to be about. And there was a website that directed to the Ocean Heroes main website. So I clicked on that, I read through it. I was like, okay, we can do this. It's, it's interesting, it sounds interesting. So I signed up for it. And uh, 2019 was supposed to be an in-person bootcamp. So I had to fly to Canada. And I am from a very, like there is middle class, there is a little more middle class and then there is very middle class. It's like right in the middle of the economic strata. So I asked my parents, can you fly me to Canada if I get selected? They said, we don't have enough money. And also I was 15 years old. They were not going to fly me alone, right? So I asked them, you come with me. They said, I, we don't have enough money for one ticket and you're stay there for a week. How do you think we're also going to manage for another person who flies with you? I said, there is an option where I can apply for like partial aid and full scholarship. Do you think you can like fill half the money if I apply for partial aid? My father said, I am sorry, I cannot pay so much. Apply for full scholarship. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, then let it be. 
I cried. I begged. He was like, no, apply for full scholarship. I applied. Um, I got, and there were like a few questions to answer. So I got selected, but I had no idea about the scholarship. So I got an update, I think in February that you've been selected. We'll let you know about your scholarship in a couple weeks. So it was April 1st week. And I got an email. We were coming back home from something. So my father was driving. And I saw the email and it said that you've been awarded a scholarship of 2000 USD. I screamed at the top of my lungs. And my father was like, what happened? I said, I got this scholarship. And he was like, this is fraud. This is like a scam or something. Nobody gives money for free. I'm like, no, it's not a fraud. I can help you talk to them. So my father took a month to ensure this was not a fraud. He, he went to embassies, he called up UBC. He did everything in his control to ensure that I was not stepping into some uh, trap. And um, that, so we finally flew. Although I, hadn't, I did not have my visa one night before my flight. So my flight was 4 a.m. in the morning on 26th of June. I got my visa at 7 p.m. 25th of June. So it was like pretty much a wire. We have a flight next day. We still don't have the visa. Everybody's crying, screaming, cutting. We were on the edges of cutting each other's head off because I told my father, you do not get visa at such short notice. But Indian families, they don't, they don't listen to what their children are saying. So he didn't do anything. We applied for visa on 4th of June. I remember each and every date because it was so chaotic. It was so chaotic. Funny story, when we reached Canada, our luggages were still in India. So we had to live without clothes, without money for three days. Thankfully, we had relatives in Canada. So they helped us out. Otherwise, we were, we were on the road that day. So when I reached to the camp, um, there was only one thing that really made me look up to it. That was that people my age were really concerned about things. So that made me think I was old. See, I was eight years old when I first told my grandmother, you can't throw things in the middle of the street and she listened to me probably because I was a cute kid but still she listened to me and I still had you know that tinge of thing that we need to do something this is people are throwing trash they are driving cars to such small distances and maybe it's not maybe it doesn't seem to them as if it's doing much harm but yes in the long run it is devastating for all of us so that is when I realized on my first day of boot camp that people actually care. So it's not just me. I'm not crazy. I don't need to shut up. I can continue speaking because I know this is important. So that's how it all started. Very chaotic. But yes, it's got me where I am today. That's awesome. I love that Ocean Heroes book was a start, like both being squad leaders now and um, being very passionate yeah. about what they do. And I think um, like my, I was the same, my parents couldn't afford to go. And I remember getting that email saying, you've got a scholarship and like jumping on my parents' bed and be like, I'm going to Canada. And they, they didn't believe me because, you know, like you don't expect an organization to actually want to solely support youth, like no buts, like there's no catches to it. And that's the amazing thing about Ocean Heroes Bootcamp that we've all been very blessed to experience. Um, so coming off of that, um, is there anyone like in this industry that inspires you? I definitely want to say Greta Thunberg because she is about 14 years old and she does strikes 
she travels around the world because of one thing she believes in i'm not talking about you know the attractive travel around the world but i'm actually thinking about how somebody can be so passionate about one thing it's it really is inspiring so if i have to name one actress yes it's greta thunberg but also 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 it's all of my friends at ocean heroes steph diego hannah dyson amanda so many people and you know every time we meet there is something that one of them has done and i'm like oh my god can you do that can you really do that so it's definitely you know a push that if they can do it so can i so that is something really really good i'm i've been blessed by people around me that are so dedicated to creating change even more than i am so and i am a very competitive person so if i see somebody else doing something i'm like i got to do this too so it's like that for me that sounds amazing and yeah i was part of the global um ocean heroes bootcamp this year and i remember seeing you and it was amazing hearing everyone's stories and just being so inspired about what they've done and just being so amazed because people have done so much and there's so many possibilities and you think like it's such a small world out here because we're all just contributing to this change and i think it's wonderful and i remember being so inspired by you as well do you have any current or upcoming project you know besides being an ocean hero squad leader that you want to share with us apart from being an ocean hero there is one there are like two projects are on simultaneously one is a uh, breathe blue that is spreading awareness in schools in slum areas to businesses that whatever their actions are so for example in my school cafeteria there used to be a lot of plastic waste so i talked to my school administrator and she was kind enough to help me you know gather alternatives to decide on what we wanted to do she was also really really kind enough to send me to other schools to do presentations and we've been seeing a change in the chain of schools around us very slowly but yes it had happened um for businesses also uh, i started out with a couple of businesses around my house so they were small restaurants and then after that um i moved on to more businesses such as like um bathroom toiletries a lot of businesses around my community only however uh, once i started that i would like you know want to expand everything shut down you know covid is such um such a prick we can't do anything about it so one is that and then i have been planning on uh, i am pretty much into advocacy and uh, spoken environmentalism so i've been thinking of starting a project it's called i speak for us so it's going to be a totally student run initiative it's not related to my school but yes i would be looking out for people aged 14 to 20 who would want to speak about the issue because one of the very um, basic and major ways of expressing your concern about something is your ability of speech and a lot of people i see are really good at it especially in the boot camp we saw so many people all across india who wanted to speak so much about it so if i can give them a platform that would be really awesome yeah i think the work you're doing in schools and businesses is so amazing because not only are you like actively reducing like plastic waste but you're also like raising awareness about like the importance of these things so that's really cool and definitely with the um giving a voice to youth is so important as well so what you're doing is so amazing um you talked a bit about how um with covid you've had to stop some of your projects um 
how has this like affected your work and how have you like overcome like that challenge um definitely i cannot go into schools i cannot walk into schools and do presentations anymore i cannot walk into businesses and do presentations so um especially for schools what i have started to do is that uh we talk to the school administration that this is what we're trying to do and they give us a date and we do a virtual presentation on that particular date but a problem that we faced with that is that not a lot of people are very interactive because i understand when i am in an online class in an online lecture i do not want to talk to the teacher 24/7 i do not want to answer because she cannot see me and she cannot force me to turn my camera on she cannot come to my house turn my camera on and then go back and teach so um one of the things that i really miss about is miss about normal days is the interaction i used to have for businesses we can still walk in but um you know not a lot of people are willing to talk because of the covid norms so those were two very major issues and i have also been involved in like some of the policy makers work i've talked to the chief minister i've talked to the education minister i wrote 27 letters to the prime minister leading to which he banned plastic in the country um so with that i think if i was to walk in or if i was to make an appointment with a policy maker of the community today it would be really difficult because one they'd ask me the purpose and knowing that i am like um, still a minor i would become i would turn 18 in a few months but as of now if i was to do if i was to make an appointment i would call up and they'd ask me my age and information and they'd hear i'm 17 and they'd cut the call straight up that you know i understand it's the point we're in the middle of a pandemic but the chief minister is not free to meet a 17 year old i've done that i've heard that that's why i can tell you this is what's going to happen so yes uh, talking to people meeting them uh, creating impact has um, shifted from talking to people face to face and more towards uh, running your campaign online because if you're not very well versed with online tools instagram canva um twitter facebook then probably your campaign is ending up as dead after the pandemic so covid has definitely taken a really bad toll on me i end up working on my laptop if i stay up in a day for 17 hours i am spending 15 hours on my laptop that is working studying probably watching some netflix for a couple hours but i am on my laptop all day and i get such bad headaches at the end of the day i cannot explain everybody is having back aches nowadays because you know you're sitting in one place even if it's your bed how long can you sit for in one place so that is also a big problem physical issues with covid while running your campaign has become the you know the general norm everybody has it you cannot say oh my god i have backache because the other person is ending up going to see the same thing oh my god i have backache too so it's become like a competition kind of thing who has more problems while working online i agree yeah there has been so many yeah as you said back pain and you know sitting in one place i definitely cannot and yeah you touched on you know covid being a prick to use your words i completely agree it sucks so we've got a lot of these challenges and yeah everyone's kind of facing them but how did you overcome them um so of course when we could not go in person it had all become over the phone or online So for schools yes I've started doing online presentation however for businesses I've not been able to do much because um even my parents are concerned 
I cannot walk out without a vaccine, without being yeah, vaccinated, without a mask to talk to people. So that has been an issue. However, uh, whatever businesses are working online, uh, we've been constantly texting them that this is, these are all the alternatives, but you know, online gives everybody a mask to put on that. Yes, we're listening to you. However, we would not. So it's like that. We text businesses, they leave us on scene. Some, sometimes they revert back and then you text back again. And then there's no reply or they say that we'll do it. However, when you visit, there is no change. So that is um, something that we have not been yet able to overcome. However, with uh, policymakers, yes, writing emails has been really, really, really easy because, you know, you can copy paste and send the emails straight away to so many people. So um, while turning on, while making your campaign run online, it's very important to have a team because you cannot end up working 17 hours on a laptop. Uh, secondly, it's very important to have departments in your campaign that, you know, this is the marketing department, this is the creative department, this is the operations department. So that way, not all the burden runs on one person's head. I think that's really like powerful. And I think, you know, in this time, everyone's, you know, like I keep hearing the word pivot all the time, that like we have to keep changing our approaches. And like, it's really awesome to like see everyone like working out how to change their approaches and problem solving. So I think our final question for you today, you've had some amazing experiences, you've done some amazing things, and you're a young person in this industry. And you face a lot of challenges because of your age. So in your opinion, how powerful do you believe youth voices to be um, as young change makers and what advice would you give youth who are um, wanting to get involved? Um, I think definitely we are the voice of today's world because we're the youngest generation here and we understand what impact our actions today can have on the future generations. So that really does make us very powerful, very impactful. Because not only do we understand what previous generations did, but also we understand that as, hum that as humans, we have tendencies. And those tendencies are not going to change across generations. So we have a great understanding of all the implications um, everything around us can have. So definitely, very, very importantly, we need to realize that everything we say can make a difference. Um, as a young person, you're definitely going to be especially if you're starting your campaign in high school, you're definitely going to be ridiculed that something that I was told was that I'm doing this for popularity. However, I did not understand how it connected to my work, how popularity connected to my work. But this was something I, I was told that she's doing it for popularity. Um, another thing that we did in school was we told everybody to bring in their own uh, tiffin boxes, even if they were eating from the cafeteria, because the cafeteria would have to provide plates then. So I was um, told so many things that, you know, you're stupid, you're dumb. Who, who, brings in who brings in different boxes every day? And I'm like, what's the problem? You just happen to carry a box in your hand to eat food. What's the problem? If you can throw a plastic plate and you're so used to it, just throw your different box too. So you need to be very savage. You need to have comebacks when people come at you that why are you doing this? Uh, what are you going to get out of it? So e even another fun fact was that I had things written on my school desk, stupid girl, Tiffin box girl, and stuff like that. And I was like, it, none of it is false. 
I am stupid and I am probably the Tiffin box girl because I introduced it. So you need not, you need to have a very thick skin. You cannot let any of the criticism get to you. And at times it will because sometimes it feels like the world is closing in on you and you cannot do anything about it. There is nobody to help you. Trust me, that is not true. There are so many people willing to help you, to support you, to listen to you, to talk to you, to to help you run your campaign, to help you run your project. So um, just look out for them. You know, in a bunch, in a group of 100 people, there will be 30 people who will criticize you for what you do all the time. If you're quiet, they're going to criticize you. If you speak, they're going to criticize you. If you stand, they're going to criticize you. If you sit, they're going to criticize you. They're going to find something to point out in every situation. But the other 70 will appreciate your work. I'm not taking, I'm not saying don't take constructive criticism. It's very important because sometimes when you're working, you tend to overlook, overlook your faults and overlook where you lag. So that is where criticism can really help, especially when it's constructive to help you actually. But um, random hateful criticism is something that you should not let affect yourself. Uh, always, always went out to someone if you are burnt out. Take breaks if you're burnt out. Nobody's saying that if you're an activist, if you are an advocate for something, you cannot uh, take rest, you cannot take breaks. You can. So taking a week off, taking two weeks off, even a month off is not a bad thing. Your feelings about the issue are not going to change. What you've already done is not going to change. It's only that you're going to rejuvenate yourself that you that a month off will help you make the decision whether or not you want to continue this. If you are um, willing to give what it takes. So taking time off becomes very important. Uh, another challenge is that because of our age, we are thought to be um, naive. And sometimes we are because um, while this has happened to me, while planning out um, all the things I wanted to, wanted to do, some things were like, it's not practically possible. So I made a questionnaire and I distributed it to all the students in my school, all the students. And some were absent, obviously, due to obvious reasons. Um, the next day when I was like counting up the questionnaires, they were less. And I was like, I distributed this number of questionnaires and I've not got as many. Approximately like 10 to 15% were missing. And then I went back to my school administrator and I said, ma'am, I've not got back all questionnaires. And she said, were you expecting to? Because some students are not going to, whatever you might do. So sometimes we are naive and that's when we need people to guide us, to mentor us. Um, but do not let yourself be belittled by somebody who is elder than you just because of their experience in life and age. Because you yeah. have your different experiences and nobody can, um, nobody can be better at those things which you've experienced firsthand. Yeah, and I like I applaud you for speaking up about that because I think like the mental toll that working on this in this industry takes, you know, like being ridiculed, being bullied, being different, you know, 
people don't like change doing all of that and then like you know constantly working and trying to balance your school and like your job and then doing all of this work like I don't think that's spoken about enough and I really applaud you for like talking about that and being really real about it because it's something that really affects young people in this industry um so thank you and um I just wanted to say like thank you so much for taking the time out of your day I know you're very tired um to like sit with us and um share all about your experiences and I'm really excited to share your experiences with our audience in Australia I'm sure um, everyone will be able to find something really um, very valuable out of this and be able to learn something from this because you're just so so full of wisdom and I am so uh, grateful that I get to work with you all the time so thank you so much for joining us today thank you it was my pleasure to be able to talk about all the things that I cook in here